Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode number 104. And today we are talking 90 day validations. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I have, um, I've actually kind of started traveling again. It's a little weird traveling um, in the time of coronavirus, but I was super, super safe and demonstrated really good PPE and hand-washing practices. <laughs> so um that was that was good we have a like epic ton of good stuff coming uh coming on and uh that we are that we are starting here at Jerigo food safety or continuing i suppose it depends on it depends on um how you uh, how you think about it so we have food safety university coming online um probably on monday i believe um some of you who are uh, part of the um the email, you know, like my email list and stuff. We've been sending out some kind of soft announcements and things like that, but that is coming on online and that is going to be like your one-stop shop for all your documentation and training needs. Uh, so that's pretty exciting uh, to talk about. And if you, I will tell you, if you want me to be boots on the ground to come and visit you, um, you are going to have to actually commit to, to me going to, uh, <laughs> to, to food safety university, because it's, um, I am, uh, only, I am only traveling to people who are enrolled clients. So, so, uh, so that's coming online. Locker stuff is coming online. We have some really exciting, um, announcements and I'm hoping pictures really soon, uh, on the locker and, uh, how that stuff is going. And then we've got some other good, uh, other good stuff planned as we go in. And I'm super excited for this, like next hundred episodes because because we're going to be we're going to be diving really far into the nitty gritty of food safety stuff and I uh so when I plan podcasts what I historically have done is I've planned them a quarter in advance so it's the beginning of it is literally the beginning of Q4 and um I put I published my 90 day plan for my for my business today and I talked to my employees about it uh, but I usually have a 90 day plan for the podcast, but I decided to switch that up midstream. Um, and at the beginning of the week, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to podcast on what the issues are, um, that are coming up in the business that week. And I'm doing this by going into my Google documents and I'm going to look at, and I'm looking at the most recent documents that I've pulled up and, I did that before this episode and what it what what people are asking me questions about are their 90 day validations. So today's topic is 90 day validations. I'm going to go through what they are, what they mean in USDA and FDA context and then in an audit context so that you guys can go out and you can do your 90 day validations and then of course come back to me with questions if you have them. So with that that's you know that's kind of uh, that's kind of where we are. Um, 
Um, I do these, you know, I do the podcast every, every Thursday, most Thursdays. Um, and I'm here on the Durgo food safety page. And then if you want to take this stuff even further, let's talk about it in the proofing box. If you're not a member of the proofing box, come join the proofing box guys. Um, it's super, it's been a little quiet over there as I've been, you know, like I bought a house, I sold a house, I moved, I did a whole bunch of things. So, but we're, we're, um, we're reinvigorating it a little bit, but, um, so we've got that stuff over there. So let's just dive right on into 90 day validations and talk about what the heck they are, why they're important and how you do them. So 90 day validations are where we get to ask, are we, not only are we doing what we said we would do, but can we take a look at that question from a really holistic standpoint? So if you look at our 12 steps of HACCP, the ninth step of HACCP, I think, is verify and validate your HACCP plan. And it's the same thing over on preventive controls. So verification is, did I do what I said I was going to do? When validation is a subset of verification that says, is it helpful? And we answer that question in the following manner. You can't, first of all, you can't verify anything that you haven't written down, okay? You cannot prove to me that you did what you said you were gonna do unless it is written down. So if in your HACCP plan it says, physical hazards are not reasonably likely to occur by virtue of my preventive maintenance program, and I say, where's your preventive maintenance program? And you hand me a stack of urgent maintenance requests, that is not a preventive maintenance program. A preventive maintenance program is the first Thursday of every month, we're gonna take apart the train back machine, we're gonna check all the valves, we're gonna check all the lines, we're gonna check all the um, we're gonna check all the 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 tools, we're all the things. That's a preventive maintenance plan. Okay. If you tell me that um, that that chemical hazards are not reasonably likely to occur because you have a functioning sanitation program, then I better see a functioning sanitation program where you know you're diluting your chemicals correctly and you're washing your stuff correctly and you're rinsing your stuff correctly and all that stuff is happening. That's how I know you're doing what you said you were gonna do because you have actually documented it, okay? What validation then does is, is it takes a look at all the stuff that you've documented and said, okay, in a holistic way, are we achieving the aims of what we are doing? Are we truly making chemical hazards not reasonably likely to occur because we are effectively implementing the sanitation program? Are we truly making the preventive maintenance, the, the physical hazards not reasonably likely to occur because we're implementing the PM program, okay? How do you do that? Well, you, it's, it's on, you, you do 90 day validation, okay? And that means that over the course of 90 calendar days or 13 executions of the program, whichever is longer, you go take a look and see if you did what you said you were gonna do, okay? And then at the end of that 90 days, what you do is, is you then ask yourself, did I do everything the right way when I said I was going to do it? And did I do it according to the standard operating procedure? Okay. And you document that and you discuss it as your food safety team and you take notes on it and you notate 
where you did it well, what you didn't do well, and where you could improve. Okay. And so what is this, what does this look like? Let's just take the cornerstone prerequisite program. Okay. Sanitation. Any food safety plan that you do is going to have sanitation as part of it. Okay. It is legally required for meat and poultry HACCP, for fisheries HACCP, and for preventive controls. It is legally required under the food code. So you have to do sanitation, right? I, I, I mean, I don't think, I think I'm pretty sure I'm preaching to the choir here, but in case you're new to the podcast, you got to do sanitation. So what does it look like to do a 90 day validation on a sanitation program? Okay. Well, the first thing that you're going to say is, when did I say I was going to do sanitation? Because believe it or not, in USDA and FDA, your legal requirements around doing sanitation are different. So under USDA, you were only legally required to clean at the beginning of the day. You can leave your factory a complete hot mess at the end of the day and nobody cares. As long as it's clean for what we call pre-op sanitation before you guys kick into um, into production for the next day or for, for that day. All right. And so you're going to have an SOP that says we have a clean and sanitary um, facility before going into production. And you will know that you have a clean and sanitary facility because you will have a checklist that says all food contact surfaces have been cleaned all food contact surfaces have been sanitized. So those are two separate things. Refer to our sanitation podcast if you have confusion about that. Okay. Then you'll have, you know, all pest control traps have been checked. All um, PPE is in its, in its right place. The boot washes are, you know, filled and strip tested and, and, um, and uh, ready to go. Uh, all that, you know, like, um, all chemical dilutions for sanitation chemicals have been strip tested um, and met critical limits or however it is that you you denote that depending on whether you're in fisheries HACCP or not. Um, what else is pretty what else is pretty common on pre-op sanitation? Um, that all the equipment is sound and um, complete and been reassembled. Uh, those are all pretty much the common the common things on pre-op sanitation. I don't have a pre-op sanitation worksheet in front of me. I probably should have done that, but that's it from memory. Right. And so that's what you do every day. Okay. And that's your everydayness of your of your pre-op sanitation, right? During your 90-day validation, what you're gonna do is is you are gonna, you're gonna um you're going to do records review. So you're actually going to look at those worksheets and you're going to sign off on the worksheets. Now we sign off on our worksheets all the time on our, on our checklist for our, for sanitation all the time. Um, but you're really going to take a look on that. Was everything completely filled out? Then you're going to go dive in. If you had to do dilutions in order to use your soap and sanitizer, you're going to go and you're going to make sure that the dilutions were done correctly. Um, that if your soap has to be used between certain temperatures, which is usually 40 and 140, that somebody at some point during 90 days uh, took a thermometer and stuck it in the water <laughs> and said, yep, we're, you know, we're, we're washing and the, the temperature of the water is like 50 degrees and that is within the manufacturer's instructions. Okay. You're going to go and you're going to directly observe how you um, do sanitation. 
If you're doing ATP testing, you're going to directly observe somebody doing ATP testing. You are going to directly observe somebody doing dilutions for sanitation. You're going to directly observe somebody checking pest control traps. So every single solitary thing that you do, that you've written down that you're doing in your sanitation SOP, during your 90-day validation, you got to go make sure that's completely buttoned up. And then you got to write down that you've made sure that it is completely buttoned up, okay? And then at the end of your 90-day validation, what you should have is a whole set of observations logs. You should have a spreadsheet filled out that said, here's the date, here's what I looked at, here is whether or not the sanitation SOP was followed, um, here are training logs around sanitation, um, and here's my whole stack of observations logs, here are any corrective actions or on-the-spot corrections that I did. Okay, we're going to do all of that. Okay, and then you're going to sit down and you're going to talk about it as a team. Okay, because remember, the first step in any food safety thing that we do is we talk about stuff as a team. All right. And you're going to say, all right, do we think we are meeting the letter and the spirit of our food safety system in the way we execute our sanitation program? And the answer is going to be yes or no. And if the answer is no, then you got to go back and you got to make changes. Okay. And you got to document those changes. One of the things people find fairly frequently um, when they're 90 day validating is, uh, especially if they're in an RTE plant, they're not cleaning to the level that you need to clean to, to inhibit listeria. And what am I talking about? Seven to 12 minutes. Okay. People are like washing stuff down and then rinsing it off in approximately that amount of time that it just took me to say that. They are not waiting the full seven to 12 minutes in order to disrupt the listeria biofilm, okay? And that's a problem, but that's a problem. Almost the only way to uncover that issue is to 90-day validate your SOP and to stand there with your um, with your stopwatch running on your phone, um, usually your phone, you can have a little stopwatch, right? And clocking the soap, all right? And most of y'all are going to find people are not leaving soap on there for 7 to 12 minutes. So, and you found it in your 90-day validation. And that is great news, so, okay? Because I would much rather y'all find something than the USDA or the FDA find something, Okay. And so once you find it, then you figure out how you're going to fix it. And we always figure out how we're going to fix it by looking at our strive questions. Okay, so if the problem statement is soap is not staying on our equipment for 7 to 12 minutes, I want you to ask the following questions. Are people physically safe to allow soap to stay on your equipment or your facilities for 7 to 12 minutes? Okay. Um, the answer may be no. If you don't have the correct PPE to do sanitation, they may not be physically safe to be around the soap that long. Are people financially safe? Do they feel like they're wasting time 
okay? And therefore wasting your money. This happens all the time, all right? Is that they're hurrying through sanitation because they don't want to waste time leaving soap on, on equipment, okay? Are they emotionally safe? Do they feel like if they've got soap dripping off their equipment and they're not doing anything um, or that it's been on there too long that they're going to get harassed or bullied or um, otherwise someone's going to cast aspersions on them in some way and, uh, before they, because, um, while they're doing their work. They're not emotionally safe, right? Are they trained? Have you literally talked to everybody and gone in with them if needed and showed them what it's like to start at one end of the tables, spray everything down with soap, go back to the front of the table, and then scrub everything down while you're looking at a clock and making sure seven to 12 minutes has passed? <laughs> have you trained them on how to do that? Okay, you may not have. <laughs> Is there the respect in the facility so that when somebody says we've got to, even if it's me, we've got to, tr we've got to put leave soap on there for seven to 12 minutes. Do they accord you the respect of actually doing it? Okay. Have people made the investment, the time, talent, and treasure investment in making sure that soap can stay on there for seven to 12 minutes? So, all right. Do you have soap that will actually stay on there for seven to 12 minutes? Because and, and you know I see I see this more often than I would have thought. But you know you've got a foaming uh, a, a cleansing foamer, um, and the foam doesn't actually stay on there. It's it's the the air is too high, the water pressure is too high, or whatever it is on your foaming cleanser, and it doesn't stay on there for seven to twelve minutes. And you don't have any backup buckets. Like you haven't made an investment in allowing people to do their job. Do you value following your sanitation plan and your listeria control plan? Most people, this is yes. And then the final question in Strive, that E is, is are people empowered to stand in fear and discomfort and failure to get this done? And sometimes the answer is no, you're not empowered to stand in failure and say, holy shnikes, we haven't done this correctly. Let's fix that and go get it done. Okay. So that is, that's how, you know, go through and answer those questions. You should be answering when you are finding corrective, when, when, when you're finding things wrong and you're doing corrective actions, are you asking those strive questions around like what happened and why did this happen and what can we do to fix it in the future? Where did this all come, where did this all come unraveled? All right. And when you're in your 90-day validation and you're having your management meetings, your food safety team meetings about what's going on in your plant, I want you to ask those strive questions because you're going to be fascinated by what you come up with. All right? Always ask questions, my friends. Come to the proofing box. If you've uncovered things in, your, in doing those strive questions and figuring out where things are going wrong, bring that stuff to the proofing box, okay? Let me help you. That's what we got for the podcast today. I hope everybody has a great first week of the quarter. Get your 90-day plans, my friends. What are you going to be doing? It's the last quarter of the month. Let's finish strong. Get your 90-day plans. And maybe part of your 90-day plans is doing 90-day validations. I'd love to hear about it. I'll talk with you all soon. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to join us in the Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.